Vegas. <laughs> Vegas, baby. <laughs> Thank you all so much for your support. If you haven't already, follow us on our social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Third Shot Podcast. We are also on X at Third Shot Pod. So, Russ, we miss you over here, but we can do a toast there we as go. if you were here. Exactly. Right. Cheers. It looks like you guys are drinking different things. We are. Okay. Yes. We got you're it. drinking the hard stuff, Greg and Bridgie. You're not. <laughs> I'm never drinking the hard stuff. Well, mine's pretty like. Oh, nice. Okay, so black coffee. Wow. You're gonna be up all night. Actually, I'm not drinking hard stuff. I am drinking this blood orange soda from Italy. You're in Vegas. What are oh, you doing? I know it's early. I just got here. <laughs> He's pacing himself. <laughs> That's good. That's we got to play the pickleball this week. I can't be messed up on the first night. So, <laughs> you know, we were talking about we we always like you know we we chat before the show and plan out what we're going to talk about. But I just realized that we're we're kind of doing this this tech type show today with mm -hmm. with what we're doing, and the two of you have the lowest tech airpods ever <laughs> the way that this is set up <laughs> hey you're connected by a cord this is uh this is kind of entertaining to me well, I know. you know what's funny about that is we're hiding the cans behind so you can't actually see that the cord is actually cans to our ears and that's how we're hearing each other right <laughs> right, right. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so Wes, uh, you just came back from I somewhere did. Whoa. I did. I just got back from Austin. I did a little uh, little tech convention down there where they weren't wearing the same AirPods for everyone. But yeah, maybe you um, can show us what we can do instead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, for you know, for the software file maker that I that I love so much uh, that we talk about over on our business show. I uh, just just got back from a a thing down there, but you know, we saved the business talk for the 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 business podcast over here. It's like. We got to talk about the barbecue and oh man, it was so good. Wait a second, wait a second. What's the name of that business podcast you're referring to? Oh, DIY for business. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. A yeah. yeah. uh, couple of good posts. Uh, but yeah, I mean, wow, it was amazing. The uh, the the brisket, of course, was amazing. The ribs, amazing. Like. Went to Terry Black's, one of the best uh, barbecue places on the planet. It was so good. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to need to play a lot more pickleball to to work all that <laughs> off. Uh, it's wow. <laughs> Did you see any? Um, I know that in Austin, pickleball is pretty big out there, too. But they're also like combining it with that like atmosphere of being outside and live music and barbecue did you get to see any of those spots you know i i did actually i looked around a little bit for that um uh it's funny my my son okay so there's this guy uh ryan trahan who's um on youtube my son loves watching him i love watching him he does this whole thing called the penny series where he takes a penny and he like you know trades the penny for a pen and then the pen for oh, right. a dollar and then it, you know eventually he's like trying to get back home in this whole uh, mission thing or like across the country or, you know, some sort of mission. Right. Um, and he always goes to this certain track. And so he's like, Hey, you should stop by that track. It looks like you're going to be right near it. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll drive by. We'll see if we can see Ryan Trahan. I'll get an autograph for you or FaceTime you with uh, Ryan or whatever. Went by there, checked it out. Um, 
went went to that. So that was on like it's like on a high school campus right along the river there. Um, so I didn't get to see a pickleball court, but they did have like these signs leading towards some sort of pickleball something. I don't exactly know what it was, but it looked really cool. And the problem was I like kind of hit the like the roads are a little crazy down there. I'm not totally used to them. So I'm going I'm going, you know, like right. And this was left. And I tried to get back around to go see it, but I, I couldn't quite get over there. But it looked sort of similar to to what you're talking about, where it's got it had the, you know, pickleball thing and it looked like a food truck out there or something. I'm like, oh, okay, that was fun. now that's a win. Yeah, <laughs> I, I read a, a stat somewhere that Austin is the number one city for pickleball growth in the state of Texas right now and number four in the country. Oh, wow. For pickleball growth. So really growing in Austin, but not like barbecue. Let me get back to what's important here. <laughs> so name the place you went to and how does that compare to Franklin's who you, where you've been before, which is known to be like one of the top places. Oh yeah. So uh, Franklin's is amazing. It, it's awesome. I love it. I uh, can't say a bad thing about it. Terry Black's though was the one that we went to this time. Uh, actually, I guess the bad thing I can say about Franklin's is the line. And that's the only reason why I didn't go to it. I uh, didn't, didn't have time to wait in like a two hour line to get, to get the barbecue. Terry Black's was pretty quick. Um, I literally, I got off the plane at like, I don't know, 9 PM and nine 30, I was eating barbecue. You know, like <laughs> I, I just rented the car no and time. got there. I'm like, this is happening. But um, is there a difference again, in the flavor? Uh, is there, what's that? is there a difference in the flavor or how they well, do it? So what's the deal? It, it, it's, I mean, all barbecue down there is fantastic. Um, I would say, uh, I, I would, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like the sides sort of make a difference. I felt like there was a better selection of sides a little bit at this place, but mm. I, you know, I can't really remember, like it's been like two years or three years or something like that since I've been to Franklin's, but, um, I liked, I liked all of it. I would say if you're going to Austin, don't make a choice, go to both. <laughs> Like hit up Franklin's early, get in the line, do the whole like, you know, have a beer and, and sit in the lawn chair and, and, you know, like wait the two hours, have that for lunch, have Terry Black's for dinner. And wow. you've had a fantastic day. Like, that's what I would do if, if, if you're uh, heading over to Austin, maybe squeeze pickleball in there somewhere, but, or maybe that's <laughs> well, the next day to work it all off. I can attest to the, the Terry Black's because I do have a friend who lives out in Austin and the last time I visited him, he took me there and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, really? If anything's yeah. going to bring you back to Austin, I think it might be <laughs> the food. Oh yeah, totally. Totally. Well, plus the view from Terry Black's, like you're on the, like out there on the deck, you can mm -hmm. see the whole cityscape of Austin. It's just, it's amazing. That's cool. It's very cool. And it's such like, I don't know that the whole city is so, is so just tech geared as well. So they talk about the food. They talk about you know, the, the, uh, the food trucks, uh, the barbecue, the music, like that's what people talk about, but there's so much tech. Like you look at that skyline and you've got mm -hmm. like Google and I don't know, indeed was up there. A couple of other, you know, like well-recognized, uh, brand names were up there. Um, I was at the Apple campus cause that's who owns FileMaker. So I got to, you know, see some of that and it just feels like such a, such a tech capital out there. <laughs> uh in austin there's so much going on i think tesla's yeah. out there now too i've heard it be called like like the mini silicon valley or like the silicon valley 
part two because after that kind of got filled up out in California then they needed some more space and they've settled in Austin but tech is totally taking over one of my coworkers just came back from a conference and similar to you she reported first back about the food she was <laughs> where was she in New Orleans actually Oh, so, yeah. you know, great food there. And she was showing me all these pictures. And I was like, okay, well, what about like uh, the conference? No, <laughs> like, what did you learn? And she said the hottest topic out right now was the utilization of AI. And mm. she's one who goes to chat GPT and has kind of shown me how to utilize it to enhance our work. And I guess a lot of camps are using AI to write their curriculum, like youth mm. camps, summer camps. They all turn to AI to create what they're teaching kids, which is wow. amazing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got I got a little pet peeve here because I'm just going off of what my daughters have told me, right? And they're, you know, one just graduated college, one's in college right now. And they're telling me like the teachers, the curriculum is is it really even them <laughs> coming up with the curriculum? now is it ai is it all just computer driven um you know you don't even have to do it in person you don't have to come to class anymore you just kind of read stuff that gets sent to you or you're yeah. watching video on youtube and then you're just taking tests is is AI? what do you what do you guys think is ai kind of changing the way education is going to happen where it's just not as needed to have a professor anymore i I, I think you still like I look at AI like, OK, I, I was I was just saying this because we're dealing with a lot of AI at, at the company I'm with. Um, we're we're um, there's a lot of projects that we have that we're working with with various bits around AI, whether it's recommendation engines or artificial intelligence, like just, you know, coming up with written text or whatever. I, I feel like those companies that are like letting people go that are like saying it's okay. Like we don't need you anymore because you've now been replaced by AI are going to be like in a problem situation in a few years. And they're going to need those people back or they're going to need okay. you know those types of positions back. I think it's the same with this thing. I think we're, I think we're diving in a little too deep and too I think fast. that, yeah, well, I, I, for me, I think AI, like the human part of it, the last 10% is more important than anything that the AI is doing. And yes, it can speed you up and yes, it can do things, but it's really, it's like how you look at the data and how you analyze that data and, and, you know, turn that into whatever it is. So if it's a professor, it's okay. The curriculum was created by AI, but the professor is still taking it that last mile. And, and, you know, maybe the AI, like, I don't know. We, we, I was just talking about, you know, hallucinate hallucinations uh, that, that AI has. Right. So, you know, it'll give you the wrong answer. It'll think something, you know, is incorrect. It's like, you know, uh, whatever it looks up, you know, you type in, tell me a, a thing about pickleball and it'll tell you about a ball that's made out of a dill pickle, <laughs> you know, like it'll screw things up. Right. Yeah. So you, you have to keep training it and, and, you know, moving it forward and have that last, sanity check at the last minute and turn it into something so i don't think it could but i think for and wow i'm, I'm outing your daughter's professors but i think the lazy <laughs> ones <laughs> right right the lazy ones will do that because it's like okay well this is the easy way out 
let me just do that, you know? Um, and I think, so I, I think you still need uh, a professor. I, I guess the curriculum, I mean, I, I have a friend that writes curriculum, so I kind of hate to say that that can be replaced too, because <laughs> she's out of a job. But, um, I, I think that there's certain aspects of, of every position that could be replaced, but still you need, you need the human touch in there. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think it should really be utilized more as a tool or, you know, something that helps you with your job rather than right. replacing someone's job. And I do think it's a bit hypocritical for teachers to say, like, let me write my curriculum and do everything using AI. But then on the, the syllabus that they pass out saying, like, you can't <laughs> no, use right. um, chat GPT to write your papers or you can't use X, Y and Z because that's like you know, mm -hmm. copying. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I don't know, maybe as it starts being more incorporated into positions, we need to do a little bit better as to um, how we're using it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, I think, you know, like uh, let, letting the cat out of the bag here, as far as what we're talking about today on the, on the rest of the show of, uh, you know, looking at the data, of how you play pickleball and showing you how many shots you have and where you have those shots. That is just making you a better player. It's not playing the game for you. Right. You know, like if it's playing the game for you, well then what's the point? Right. <laughs> you know, but it's, it's actually making you a better player because you're seeing and analyzing each time you hit the ball. Like that's pretty cool. And I think that's the same thing on the college campus, right? It's like, well, it can make you a better professor. It doesn't have to make you one, mm -hmm. you know, like it can, it can improve everything. It can make your game better by looking right. at it. I like that. I like where you're going with it. Okay. So that said, uh, I'll, I'll do my, my typical line. Hey, Greg, what's coming up on the show today? As if I don't know. Well, not so coincidentally, we are. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I looked it up on ChatGPT. That's yeah. right. <laughs> we have Mike Arney, who has created software, an app uh, that helps you analyze your pickleball game. It, uh, you send them video. I'm going to let Mike explain it, but he is the CEO of PB Vision, and he will be with us right after this quick break. Thanks everybody for hanging out during the break. We always appreciate the support that you're providing all of us on social media. That's Instagram, that's Facebook, that's X. Now we're on YouTube. Fantastic support you've been providing us on YouTube. So thank you. I think YouTube is gonna be especially pertinent for this interview that we have with Mike Arney, the CEO of PV Vision. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey Greg, Bridgie. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited to, to talk about what we got going on. Yeah, we've got a lot of great questions for you, and I'm sure we can go all night asking them because <laughs> it's such an interesting topic. But before yeah. we dive into it, we're going to do a quick toast to this newest technology, PB Vision. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Is that the real so stuff? <laughs> mine is coffee i've got to stay okay. up tonight <laughs> no, what are you sunday drinking night. over there it was sunday night but i'm like i can have one beer it's okay that's a good sunday yeah. evening drink for sure. 
So Mike, you've got this wonderful technology that's going to help out a lot of different pickleball players in many different ways. But how did you first get started in pickleball? Oh, yeah, great question. Well, I, you know, I've heard this story a hundred times from different people, but I was <laughs> visiting my mother down in Arizona and she said, oh, we should come try this. And of course I said, oh, no, that's for old people, right? Like we've <laughs> everybody has this story. Um, so I, I actually was a little bit... Uh, uh, even more dramatic about it and I just didn't play I said you know I'm, I'm just not gonna do it and you know, she didn't push too hard but anyway I regret that to this day because then you know two years later I think is when some friends of mine here locally just decided to go pick up some paddles you know we got the monarch paddles down at the sporting goods store and had a little neighborhood group the the courts just down the road and we walked down there and I was just I was just hooked you know plain and simple you know probably the second time we played I was just you know, so into it. And so that was, uh, yeah, about two years ago now. Um, and uh, caught the bug, started playing competitively, started move, moved up a level to the to our local high school gym and played on the wood floors there. And that was the big time, you know. Um, <laughs> and, uh, again, that common story of I got beat on by retirees, uh, twice my age, which I was very humbled by. And but but more than anything was just having a great time and yeah. um you know the the addiction uh momentum kept going and um this uh well anyway that that's kind of my backstory i've i i play a lot um probably more than i should you know <laughs> 10, 10 to 15 hours a week and get get right up to that point of like i think i'll cause injury if i keep playing so i should probably stop and um yeah i'm i'm hopeless i it's I'm just fully the bug is fully bitten me so well you have the bug in a bad way because you decided to actually create a company around that bug to help people that are addicted just like the three of us are <laughs> tell yes. everybody a little bit about pb vision and what it you know start with how you decided to actually create pb vision and then sure. tell people what pb vision does yeah yeah, I've never thought about it that way. I'm really just perpetuating this addiction, but yeah, it's a positive one. I, I'm it is, yes, <laughs> we like it. Um, right. Uh, so, in my journey from three five to four zero, um, we had a local coach here. Um, we I did his you know boot camp. It was a great great experience. And then towards the end of the boot camp, you know, one one day a week for a couple hours. And then towards the end of the experience, um, we were uh, evaluated. And he had his clipboard and a piece of paper and a pencil and was watching all of us, you know, hit deep, deep serves, deep returns, uh, our thirds, a few other parameters that I can't remember exactly. But, um, you know, it was the, uh, it's one of those checklists, right? The 4-0 checklist. And the thought just really kind of occurred to me at that point that, um, you know, he's doing this manually uh, from what I know of some pieces of technology, this could be automated right like this particular little thing that he was doing um so a camera can detect a ball a camera can detect players in a court and it can kind of map all those things so if it can detect a shot then it can do what he was doing basically um so that was kind of the first little idea that i ran with uh and then we decided to well i decided at that point to really just kind of vet the idea so I, I experimented a bit. Um, I talked to some people that were much more knowledgeable than I am. 
I don't, I'm not a coder. I don't write code. Um, but I at least, you know, I know what can be done, I think, or I was able to in this case. And from there, it was kind of like, okay, there's, there's actually more that can be done here than I anticipated. So um, then it started to roll into more of this idea of, um, let's say, analytics or virtual coaching or, um, uh, you know, AI-assisted suggestions, whatever. It, it encompasses quite a, a lot of things, and we haven't, we haven't quite nailed down exactly what the tagline is. But, um, yeah, so the tech can do a lot. That's where it came from, and yeah, now we're now we're well on our way to having something that's that's pretty mature and robust. I think. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like you have a background in tech. Can is that kind of what got your mind started on it? Because you've only been playing for two years, and in my mind, something like this would take like I don't know how long to develop. <laughs> but it sounds so easy for you. Is there a background in it? Yeah, so my day job is in user interface and user experience design. Um, so I've been designing and, well, yeah, designing, not so much building, but contributing to the building of digital apps for 15 years now or so. Um, I say I say apps, you know, we're websites, web apps, any, any kind of digital product that you basically interact with, whether it's on your laptop or on your phone. So um, we've gotten good at that. I'm... I'm I'm, I'm okay with saying I'm good at it. And uh, so that's that That was a big part, right? I don't think that these things can be done well if they are not um, user-friendly, uh, no matter how good the tech is, if you can't, everybody knows this now, right? If you can't open up an app and learn how to use it within the first five seconds, it's it's, it's out the door, right? It's, it's deleted from your home screen as fast as you can install it. Um, so that capability, um, uh, was really helpful, I think, in pushing me towards doing this. Definitely. So I, I, I was drawn to this technology. When I saw your social media posts and was following PP Vision, I was like, this is really, really cool. This is the future. This is something that I would want to use. So tell everybody like what the process is to use uh, PP Vision, because, you know, I, I recorded a you know, I recorded one of my matches, but but walk people through the process. Yeah, so the process is um, as simple as we can make it. Um, you just need a any kind of smartphone. You hook it up to a tripod. It needs to have kind of a stable base. Um, you get your court in the frame, so all four corners are within the video frame. Uh, you hit record. You play your game. You stop the recording, and then you send the video to us with your email, and then we send you back a analytics report. Um, so that's, that's the, you know, five or so step process that um, we've got in place. Um, and then the other option is going to be from a facility. So um, we're hoping to have some integrations coming out pretty soon where you can go to your favorite or your least favorite facilities management booking software yeah. and um, you know, book your court, and then one of the options will also be for recording, uh, and then another option may be for an analytics report. So um, we're pretty excited that that's going to be um, incorporated into a lot of tech that you find in facilities over the coming years here. This might be a good opportunity for you to share uh, for all the people watching video. We'll explain it to people that are just listening right now. But yeah. uh, what a sample match might look like and some of the analytics that come with it. 
Yeah, sure. Happy to. So um, basically, so so it's it's either mobile or it's on your desktop. Um, like I said, you would submit this video, you would get a link in your email. Um, and when you do get that link, you get your video replay. Um, we cut out all the rallies, so you only you don't have any dead space in between the rallies. We that's cool. um, we show you your highlight rallies, um, and that is based on number of shots and the length of the rally itself. So if you've got a really great back and forth, you know, um, that's gonna probably show up here underneath the highlighted rally links. Um, we've got an overview page uh, where we're identifying the players. Uh, we're giving you an opportunity. So this, this by default, it would say player one, two, three, four, then you can go through here and change the names, correct name of the person, um, assuming they assuming they want their name on there. Right. Um, <laughs> always recommend that you definitely get, you know, obviously consent from everybody that you're playing with. I just feel them. bad for the guys that, you know, I record and they just have one of those bad matches. They're never going to be giving oh. their name. They're going to say, <laughs> yeah. no, you are yes. not yes. using yeah. my name. Do not <laughs> Uncle Greg, you cannot John post Joe. this. <laughs> well, so you we know, use uh, uh, AKAs here. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, right? Like with Duper, well, let me, I'll come back to that. Okay. Um, but, you know, uh, we're going to have a system in place to tag players. So if you, so if we play a game together, Greg, and you happen to have a PV Vision account, if I tag you, it's hopefully going to be able to find your account and associate this game with your account in the same way that oh, you know, Duper would, um, so that you'll be able to see trends over time. Um, so anyway, these we've got these game overviews, and then we our tabs go into uh, team stats so we've got a lot of real you know pickleball specific information here like kitchen arrival percentage how often individual players are making it to the kitchen throughout the match shot distribution who's taking the majority of the shots and um, if you're stacking basically is kind of um, what this portion on the bottom says um, and for anybody listening if you want to go uh, to check out the visual just go to pb.vision and you'll kind of see what i'm talking about here um, and then we've got it broken down into individual player stats too. So we can see um, serve speed, we can see drive speed, court coverage for um, the person, uh, how much court you've coveraged. In this case, Ben covered, Ben Newell covered uh, 1,056 feet. We can wow. see that, that, that cool. in this yeah. game in particular, it was more than the other players. So he was really the one, he was the workhorse of the. The, the team for sure but more so than all four um and then we're getting into things like serve return and depth what percentage of your serves and returns are deep right um ideally you want them all to be but uh, this gives you an indication of how you're doing in this particular match and then we're getting into um third shots so we're tracking all of the third shots that occurred whether they were drops drives or lobs your approximate success rate um, the approximate number of thirds that you hit in the match, where they landed, uh, and um, you can kind of see the arc, the trajectory of the ball here too. Hey, Mike, so, I got a quick follow-up yeah. question on yeah. uh, you know uh, success rate. What what is considered success of a drop or? Yeah. <laughs> well, for <laughs> us, not to get right too now, geeky on this, but I think it's yeah, it's pretty interesting. We're, we're trying to fine tune these parameters, right? So um, it all has to be based on data. So anything, so we, we, it's real easy to say anything that lands on my side of the court or that hits the net or that is out is not a success. Okay. Um, the 
success rate, I believe what we're going for is we're basically drawing a virtual box around around the kitchen line and into the kitchen um, that says that either the ball should have bounced there or the ball should have been taken out of the air by the opponent in that general area. And we can mm -hmm. also see though the net height. Um, so we know we know whether the opponent actually hit up on the ball. Um, so we can we can kind of use that next shot as the success indicator of the prior third. So if I force my opponent to hit up on the ball, maybe uh, you know maybe they're really tall. Uh, if that arc is going up, then that's maybe an indicator that uh, it was mm -hmm. successful. So we're we're trying to get all that kind of fine tuned, and it's going to be a bit of a process. But yeah, all sorts Very of cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's that's really the overview of the report, and um, we've got all sorts of stuff coming. So this um, you know this product is going to be a living, breathing thing. Um, as we we've got a treasure trove of data. Um, it's our job to take that data and it's to, to put it into actionable insights or relevant insights. And as we get them, they're going to be added to these reports. So right now, um, we're working on a new one that can detect your movement, the player's movement when they're hitting the ball. So if you're, you know, if you're nice and stable, whenever you can be, um, you can get like a, let's say a higher rating on your stability index or whatever you want to call it. Um, but if you're running through your shot, we can detect that. I so to, right, um, I, I need to get more stable, Mike. So I'm so yeah, happy you're true. putting that me in too. there. Yeah. And so that's you know once we get that figured out, that's being worked on in the background. It's going to be folded into these reports, you know, um, new reports and past reports. Um, oh. So that's really exciting. So as these features kind of roll out, they're gonna they're gonna be applied to everything in the past and um, everything after that. So. Uh, this is so yeah. cool. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is amazing. And so, you know, I'm looking at all of this and I, my mind is like spinning now thinking like how many different people can use this information in so many different ways. You know, if you're a coach, mm -hmm. you can easily use this for your players. If you are a social media influencer, you can easily have this, the gameplay with it already chopped up for you. So mm -hmm. you can see the best parts of your game. This is yeah. incredible that's that's the hope you know this is um the, the big thing is that uh this is not real time right like you record your game you hit upload it, it right now it takes about an hour for us to create this report and it's all it's all automated but um there's there's a lot of processing there's a lot of computer chips basically working behind the scene um so there there's a ton of data but it's not you know i don't know why i'm calling out our <laughs> things that people that necessarily wouldn't like but it's um it takes a while to get the data um, but we think it's worth it we think people stick around you know for these highlights we've got um you can just simply share a link to a highlight um so you know whether you're posting on instagram and say oh check out this rally and then you just share a link directly to that highlight that's already been kind of chopped up for you um and then another really uh, a big part that we're excited about is player profiles that are coming soon where um, like I was saying, you upload more than one video, then all of a sudden you get trends over time with your thirds, with your move to your stability index or whatever we're calling that. Um, all those stats that can be filtered by time and can be viewed over the last year, depending on how many videos you upload. So anyway, if you can tell, I'm pretty excited about it too. So the little that I know about video is it requires a lot of storage. 
And mm -hmm. if there's a lot of different videos, let's say, you know, like you, you play how many hours a week? If you're recording all of them, you're uploading all of them, you're getting them all sent back. Is it just taking up a ton of space on your side or how, how does that yeah. all work? It'll it'll take up a good amount of space for us. That's that's a part of our business cost is storing videos for for folks. You know, it's um, it, it'll all be kind of rolled in. the uh, The bigger cost is actually processing the video. Mm. Um, you have to use cloud um, GPUs, graphics processing units, um, and they're they're pretty expensive. The, every every AI model in the world right now wants to use these cloud GPUs, so demand is not up. So so yeah, there's you know there's definitely a a cost associated with all this on our side um so it's not you know it's not extravagant it's not more than a lesson with a code it's not more than a you know a, an individual hour-long session with a personal coach um but yeah it's it's there so it sounds like something that you have been using too to kind of like tinker through this and work out the kinks how have you used this product to enhance your own game well it's it's been helpful for me in seeing um, when I need to be, well, so the, the, the serve and return depth part that I showed um, is a really interesting one because, um, you know, at first blush, you would think that you would see improvement over time. But what I've noticed is that um, it's so game dependent and it's so dependent on who you're playing against, you know, how hard they serve, um, you know, if, if you're playing against a lower level player, you're, you're going to get a lot more deep. And if you're playing against upper level players, it can, you're going to, you're going to have a lot harder time. Um, well, at least with the returns. Um, so it's, it's shown me kind of like, it's, it's brought some insights into my brain as far as, um, what I need to be doing differently based on who I'm playing against, as far as returns go in particular. Um, and you know, the. The number one priority is to get the ball over the net and the court. The number two priority, I think, is our opinion, is is depth. Um, but you know, you have to you you can't necessarily have the same strategy when you're playing against a higher level player that uh, is serving harder or knows where to, you know, is more precise. So that's been a pretty big portion that's come to light for me is just um, knowing when to really put more effort into that level of accuracy and when to when to back off a little bit. Um, it's also been helpful with kind of um, visualizing my my thirds. Um, I've noticed that my uh, trajectory has been um, conducive to higher bouncing. And, you know, you think, oh, great, I got it over and it bounced in the kitchen, but you get a high bounce and then it comes up above the net. That's like, well, that was... <laughs> that was not that great when that happens because they can still hit down on you and your opponent's gun. So um, that's been insightful too. It's, it's, um, that would be really insightful because I noticed on my drop, sometimes they bounce too high and people can still be pretty aggressive, even though I get the, you know, I get the drop in the kitchen, they're still yeah. pretty aggressive with the, with the, right. the, the, you know, they come back and be pretty hard. So <laughs> yeah, just yeah. because so it's just it, bouncing too high. Yeah. So if it's less of a, higher trajectory and slower and more of a, let's say maybe, well, maybe just lower trajectory, you're not gonna get that same big bouncing angle. Um, also yeah. just kind of uh, helping me understand the importance of getting at least a little bit of top spin on there as well to help, I 
think kind of break that down depending on of course the situation so yeah it's been it's been good for that um really the um the film review and chopping up the dead space has been great i've i've recorded personally over 100 games of mine um and uh it's it's a big task you know going through and reviewing film it, it takes a lot of time so um it saved me a lot of time in that regard too so over the weekend i, I was playing and i kind of got tricked into playing singles uh is not is not the, i normally play singles in fact i rarely ever play singles uh but i realized i was playing up against a pretty good player a very good player and i realized it's just a totally different game like yeah. the importance of certain shots uh like you're saying depth was a, a huge deal in in singles are you going to incorporate this for singles play as well yes we are and we are also going to so yes it's it's coming um it's it's a much easier lift to go from doubles to singles than it is from singles to double from a from a tech standpoint so that's coming um and we're also going to start incorporating drill sessions which i think is going to be really cool um the uh <clears throat> if we're so one thought and i can kind of show a little bit of work in progress here because i think it's I think it's worth sharing. Um, if you are working with a ball machine, for example, and you are practicing your thirds, um, we'll have the option to track the balls coming just from you. So th this is a little bit different than having multiple people on the court. The computer's looking for something different. Right now, we've told it to just look for my thirds. And, and don't judge me that these are <laughs> not the greatest. Um, but, uh, you, you can see it's just tracking all of them and it's showing where all of them are where all of them are landing it's giving me a nice trajectory um and at the end of the day i can i or a coach we you know we think this is going to be a great supplement for coaches can kind of go back and look at one set of drills here whether it's your thirds your returns your your dinking um whatever it may be and as long as you're following the set pattern for this drill we we can we can provide some really insightful feedback here as well um so yeah singles is coming drill drill drills with ball machines and or a partner are coming um and uh profiles are coming as well so you know you could you can imagine that um something like this just just seeing this grouping of thirds that i've hit over here um over in this corner, you know, you can see where all of them landed. Not the greatest, not the worst. You can see I probably hit four into the net, and then a couple of these I think were actually flukes where the uh, the machine didn't track the ball properly. So we would just kind of get rid of those two because they're statistically not important. Um, but you can get a pretty good assessment of a, the skill level of a player, I think, just by simply looking at this chart and knowing that they were hitting drills from a ball machine that was, that you know, cons consistently hitting to the back of the court at, yeah you know, 30 35 miles an hour you know you, you've got all these things to really make a pretty informed opinion about this player potentially this is like mind-blowing to me that you could do this just yeah. from recording um and it makes me think because if you're not watching this if you're only listening um on the screen it, it does show where the ball lands on the court so would this be something that you could do to um have it recording while you're playing. And then if there is a discrepancy on a line call, if it was in or out, would this be able to kind of show you if it was or wasn't? 
No. Um, and the reason I just say an emphatic, <laughs> the, no, and the reason I just say an emphatic no right now is that I don't think the tech is there to be able to do that any better than a human eye could really, unless of course, you know, you both happen to not be looking or all four people happen to I not see. be, mm-hmm. which, which does happen from time to time, right? As we all know, but, um, so this is a smartphone camera. It's just, you know, an iPhone 13, whatever, um, in the, in the back here, the, the, the far side of the court is nowhere near as accurate as the close side of the court as well. Oh, so okay. um, when you're talking about line calling and it's always a matter of inches, right? Or less than inches, um, the a system like this can't outperform a human eye, I don't think. Um, you know, Hawkeye that they're using in Wimbledon, right? Is um, a multi-thousand dollar system with 12 different cameras from all different angles. And that's um, that's the level of infrastructure that they really need in order to have VAR be, um, well, it has to be better than a human eye, right? It has to be better than all these line judges that they have standing there. So um, we're not trying to go there yet because I just I just don't think it's ready for it yet. I wish it was, um, but I don't think it's ready. You know, there's there's just the the cameras aren't quite good enough. Um, I would, I would not be surprised if in five years, you know, that the cameras on all of our phones get better to the point where we can potentially rely on them. Um, you know, iPhone has this new stereo camera on their brand new phone that has basically two lenses to give you stereo vision. When you put on the new Apple headset, you can, you know, that's that's how you get that, uh, that 3d effect is it's the same thing as the blue red lenses from back in the day. So, um, long-winded answer to your question Bridget, is, uh i hope we can eventually but it's it's just not quite there yet that's not the cards for us and i, th- I think the, the analytics are more interesting anyway yeah well maybe another hope is can you use this technology maybe as or maybe to enhance you mentioned duper earlier the whole rating mm-hmm. system and you know there's a there's a lot of great things about duper i mean this is the number one rating system that pickleball is using right now there are some flaws with it, right? And I could see that this technology could really enhance just a whole rating system in general. Yeah, it's, I mean, if you have um, a data and examples of how a player performs, I think that's always going to be uh, superior to um, another system that may be inferring skill level based on something like results of a match. Mm-hmm. Um, we hope that we can, um, really, uh, pretty quickly be able to get a, a, a pretty solid idea of a player's rating based on our data. Uh, you know, just from that one little video that we saw right there, um, there's a lot to tell about me as a player, right? You can, you could probably pretty easily tell that I'm, you know, between a three, five and a four oh in that particular case. I wasn't trying hard at all, I swear. But you know, I, I was like, <laughs> there was just a lot of certain elements there that that mm-hmm. that you can see. And so when you go through and you have, you know, a thousand different examples of people doing what I was doing, and they're all labeled by various skill sets, right? Where we say we tell the computer, like, out of these a thousand people, this person's a two five, a three five, a three oh, three two, whatever. Um, it's then able to compare against that data set of a thousand videos against a new player right so you can do that in all aspects and it's it's um because really that's all it's doing is it's comparing what's in its memory to 
what you've submitted that's new. So I think we can do it. <laughs> I think we're I think we're going to be in a really good position to to rate players. I hope. Yeah, it totally seems like it. Mm-hmm. So far out of the users and the feedback that you've gotten, what's been some of like the highlights cuz this is amazing and I think right now well, you perfect platform to brag about what's been going on. Yeah, and I probably should have said this up front, but what what I've been showing today is our generation 2 release, which is March 15th is our launch. We we currently have a proof of concept product that is at pb.vision and app.pb.vision. Um but it's uh I would say it's nowhere near as sophisticated as what's coming here. Um so the um the current system will show, you know, some depth and some depth data. It's just it's just not it was, I would say it was in its adolescent phase and it's not quite, you know, it's not quite an adult yet. So I think what's, what's launching here on, on March 15th is going to be the real, real big game changer. And one that we're going to hear a lot about and that we're going to be telling the world about and really shouting as loud as we can. Um, we've got a scalable infrastructure built up so that whether it's one person or 10,000 people processing videos, it'll all happens simultaneously by spinning up new computers in the cloud, which is a really big deal. Um, And we've just got more info. So I think the big feedback is yet to come um, or the big, uh, you know, utilization of this and people folding it into their game. Um, So yet to be seen, I think we've, you know, we've got a couple thousand videos that have been uploaded so far. Um, so we've got a good user base, you know, our, our discord gets pretty decent traffic. Um, but we just haven't been, I mean, one of the reasons I decided to come on the podcast is we've got this launch coming. And so we're, we're really going to start, um, hopefully driving users towards the product and hopefully getting it in people's hands. Um, yeah, so soon. (laughs) So what is the best way, you know, we're recording It's not March 15th yet. When people listen to this, they're going to mark it on their calendar. They better be marketing March 15th or past March 15th. What's the best way for them to get this product? Yeah. So just go, if you want a automated reminder, just go to pb.vision and shoot your email on the the email signup form there. There's a little newsletter front and center. Um, and that'll we'll send out don't worry we will remind you um you know before (laughs) march 15th this is coming out um but if not if you don't want to sign up for the newsletter just just go to the website pb.vision on the 15th and you'll see the link there and um you know have your and beforehand if you want to prepare you can go record a game we have video tips on the website that kind of show how the court should be framed you know what a good quality recording looks like um you can have your footage ready to go and then just you know upload it on the 15th and by the way there's no cost for this in the short term this is all um we're we're getting this up and running and into people's hands and polished and iterated on before we do any kind of you know subscription model or cost per video or whatnot for and and even then we're we're planning on having a lot of features that are free forever and it'll be more like the premium analytics that we'll probably end up charging for that's that's a little bit to be determined yet but um you know we just want to get into people's hands and hopefully get people improving their game as quick as they can well bridgie and i are going to be doing a lot of games this week we're going to record some (laughs) march 15th we're loading them we cannot wait to see uh how we perform no pressure we we will be ready (laughs) and our servers will not go down 
there are, <laughs> I, you know, I hope there are a lot of people and we're, we're ready for it. We're, we're incredibly excited. Um, we've uh, got a, a upcoming tournament we're sponsoring and we'll have a lot more, we'll be around a lot more publicly too. We've got PPA coming here in Minnesota next month. So I'll be down there for that. Just watching the games really. We're not doing anything from a wearing a shirt. So if, if anybody sees me, <laughs> come say hi. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on our show. We're going to do one last toast. This will be All our right. third shot. And <laughs> cheers to PB Vision and this amazing technology. And we are super excited. Yeah, we are. I'm sure everyone else is going to be super excited too. Okay. Good luck on the launch. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers to you, Bridget Greg. Thank really you so much for coming it. on. Yeah, if you want to have me again anytime, I'll be around. Just let me know. Oh, we will. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we'll definitely have you back. And all you listening and watching, I highly encourage, if you do have the opportunity, go to YouTube and check this specific episode out. I think there's a lot of visuals. You'll actually get to see what Mike is talking about. Got some great videos. And you get to see the graphs and some of the stats that uh, he was going over. I think it'll really show you um, what kind of feedback you're going to get with the uh, PB Vision technology. So I encourage you to do that. If not, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting this show. We will continue to have fantastic guests just like Mike on future episodes. And, you know, keep sharing your experiences with us because we want to just keep building this pickleball community. So thank you so much for watching and listening. See you next time on Third Shot Podcast. <laughs>